Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I ran up the steps a little bit faster than Rabbi Herbst did. <laughs> oh yes, uh, 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 I ran up the steps a little bit. Uh huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still not coming. <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, um, we got a real good story today. Uh, um, Rabbi Herbst is probably looking. He thinks he dropped the paper. <laughs> He thinks he dropped the paper. <laughs> he doesn't know I have the paper. <laughs> I have the paper. La, 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 la. But he doesn't know that. Okay, anyway, so maybe I'll tell the story. <laughs> if I can read his handwriting. Okay, anyway, I'd like to tell you, welcome to jrootradio.com. You are listening to... Story time with Rabbi Itzi Erfs and his sidekick, me, Yassi! Oh, wait a second, Rabbi Erfs, you just came up the steps. Yep, I did. Um, um uh, oh, I better hide this paper. No need to hide this paper. No, 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 give me the paper. No, 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 it's mine. No, 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 it's mine. No, no, no. Uh, Yassi? Okay, it's yours. Oh, well, I thought I could get away with telling a story again. You could read my handwriting? No, but I figured I would make up things along. <laughs> Uh, you know, I always put real facts in my stories. Anyway, so, uh, did you tell them anything? Yeah, I said we're going to have a great story tonight. Yes, Bezos Hashem, we will have a great story. There's no question about it. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so, uh, uh, we're going to tell everybody. Yes, you're listening to jradio.com. You can listen to us live on the telephone by dialing 712-432-4217. Or you could listen to us live and follow the menu, and you could listen to the archives, which means in case you missed any show, you could always listen to an old one. Okay, uh, let's see, Arachasna, you couldn't hear my story, you know? You can always go on the archives a few days later. It's usually up by then. Okay, that number is 718-506-9099. And we'd like to remind everybody that Jaybird Radio could definitely use your donations. So that's what keeps us going. It helps pay our rent and so on and so forth, and all the equipment and up the equipment, you, you know the whole routine. So please send your donations to Jared Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Jared Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Yes, indeed. Okay, and now, uh, let's see. Ah, uh, yes, you want to say some other things. Okay, so I'd like to remind you, uh, yes, uh, that if anybody's interested in storytelling, you know, if they want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak for storytelling engagements, or if they want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak for the Koyach, for the Boyach, okay, or for other shows and things like that, you know, like the live martial arts, you know, the extreme martial arts demonstration, or the Heimish show, the Koyach for the Boyach, which is very popular, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can always call 718-375-1294. That was pretty good. You said that pretty clear. Yes, I know. Well, I'd just like to remind everybody that it's only about seven to nine weeks, you know, depending on which camp is. It's approximately, I would say, eh, you can round it out to approximately nine weeks uh, before the camp season begins and bungalow colony seasons begin and so on and so forth. And there are some people still waiting for the last minute. Well, it's your business, but anyways, if you want to make sure you get the date that you are looking for, then you should call 718-375-1294. And yes, Rabbi Herbs tells stories in Yiddish. You can't write in Yiddish, Rabbi Herbs. You're the nine. 
Ja, ich kann reden Jiddisch. Als Tommy, ich darf reden Jiddisch, kann ich reden Jiddisch. Heimischer Jiddisch kann ein Haar, Uh, when you do that, can you stop spitting at me when you say poop, poop, poop? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Okay, right. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 all right. Uh, what else do we got to do? Well, of course. If anybody's interested in, uh, you know, uh, buying any of my story CDs, then, of course, you could dial 718-375-1294, and I'll be more than happy. I know, I know, I know. I'll say it. I'll say it. Rabbi Ersh will be more than happy to email you or fax to you the complete available list of CDs that are available. And, of course, uh, uh, there's one CD that everybody keeps asking about. Uh, it's called... Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chaim and the Prince of Gibbish Gibbish. Uh, that's right. Uh, so if anybody wants that, I believe that the only way you can get that if you didn't buy the Bina magazine, then the only way to get it is by uh, either calling them up. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they gave it to Mostly Music to sell. Not 100% sure, but you can call up uh, Bina to find out. Okay, so now that we got that straightened out, are we almost ready for the story? And your book? Oh, yes. My book is available, still in stores. Yes, you can call uh, seven. No, you don't have to call me directly. Unless, yeah, yes, if you want to buy an autograph book, yes, then you can dial 718-375-1294. And I'm more, 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 more than happy to, to sell you an autograph copy. Right, right. Okay, Um. so let's see. We got the books. We got, oh, art. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. If anybody's interested in art lessons, for real, you know, not, uh, not you know, just for babysitting. I'm talking about real art lessons, whatever it is. Uh, if you're serious-minded and you really want good art lessons or whatever, then, of course, you can call 718-375-1294. We'll see if we can squeeze in somewhere, you know, because as it comes close to the summer, some people drop out, some people stay in or whatever. Okay, and the same thing for martial arts or self-defense or Qigong energy exercise lessons. Okay, you can call 718-375-1294 for more information. And tonight's show is dedicated as a Rafur Shalema for Yasef Chaim Ben Sora Miriam. Once again, it's dedicated for Rafu Shlema for Chaim Yasef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam and for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka. Once again, also sponsored for Rafu Shlema for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka. Okay, we got everything out of the way. Well, let's see. You did the storytelling. You did the artwork. Uh, I did you do paintings and portraits and me. And you do 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 kasubis and everything like that. Yes, paintings made for audio. Yeah, okay. So we took care of that. We took care of the CDs. We took care of storytelling. And we took care of for the martial arts and for the Hamish show. They did the kaya for the Bayach. Let's see, was there anything else that we left out? No, because you're still here. That's a good one, Rabbi So you want to leave me out? No, no, no. As long as you behave, it's okay. Okay, then I'll behave. Okay, so who's telling the story this week? Uh, well, play it by ear. I should tell it through my ear? No, no, no. We'll play it by ear. I don't play any musical instrument by my ear. No, no, no. It's an expression. I'll start and we'll take it from there. I'll start and we'll take it from there. No, no, no. I'll start and we'll take it from there. That's what I said. I'll start and we'll take it from there. No, no, no. When I say I'll start, I mean I'll start. Okay, so that's what I said. I'll start. Anyway, this is a story about uh, uh, the great, great tzaddik, the Chacham Tzavi. Uh, yeah, so let me give a little introduction. It's very interesting. My good friend Mendel sent me this story, and I had a couple of questions about it because I did know something about this Heilige Tzaddik, uh, the Chacham Tzvi. 
And uh, it's very interesting, in case you're not aware of it, the Chacham Svi was not a Sephardi, even though there are probably other Chacham Svis. Chacham is usually given as a name for a Sephardi rabbi. They usually call him the Chacham, okay, and so on and so forth. But this person, what we're talking about, Svi Hirsch ben Yaakov Ashkenazi, he was an Ashkenazi Yid. <laughs> Besides the fact that his name was Ashkenazi, and he was really an Ashkenazi, not a Sephardi at all. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So then how did he get a nickname called Chacham Tzvi? And where did the Chacham come from? Well, he was wise like others, uh, you know, like other Rabbonim and things like that. Uh, matter of fact, oh, he was born in Morocco probably, right? And then he moved to the Ashkenaz or something like that. Nope, nope, nope. Actually, he was born in 1656. Wow, isn't that the year of the marble? Yeah, yeah, well, if you're going back to biblical times, yes. But but we're talking about the year, uh, you know, like in in the numerical values of the of the American way of counting, you know, the years. Like now it's uh, 2016. So based on that, it was the year uh, 1656, 1656. He was born in Habsburg, Moravia. Habsburg, Moravia. Okay. And he was Nifter in 1718. Wow. Interesting. But I see the paper that I swiped from you before. Uh, <coughs> uh, I borrowed from you, I should say. Anyways, I looked at that paper, and there's like a difference of opinion whether he lived 60 years, 58 years, or 62 years. Yes, yes. You see, the problem is when somebody sends me a story about a tzaddik of some sort, a uh, bavusta tzaddik, you know, uh, somebody's well-known down the family line or something, and then I like to check out, you know, all possibilities if the story is true or if there was such a tzaddik and so on and so forth. Well, you can always say, uh, you heard the story, but you're not sure if it's true. Well, I'm still not sure if it's true, but I like to have some, you know, historical facts anyways. Uh, okay, so, like, what, what are you going to tell us about? Well, first of all, the Chacham Tzvi... Got his name for two reasons. Really? Two reasons? Okay, tell us the third reason. <clears throat> okay, tell us the first. All right. Well, he when he was a young boy, you know, uh, they didn't have yeshivas like we have now, but he learned by his father, who was a great tzaddik. Anyways, his, his father was a rov of a shtetl, you know. Anyhow, uh, his father was the rov of Alt Eufen. Alt Eufen? Sounds like a, a Germanish type of shtetl. It could be, or an Austrian. Anyways, so he was the, the rub over there, and uh, he taught his son, uh, you know, Tzvi Hirsch, when he was a little boychikal. And eventually, he learned by his grandfather. Oh, and who was his grandfather? Ah, the Chacham Tzvi was a grandson of the famous tzaddik, Afrayim Akoye, known by the sefer that he wrote called Shara Afrayim. Ah, when I get older, maybe I'll learn that sefer. Maybe. Okay. Anyways, so, and then eventually, he went further from there. He went and he learned in Salonika. Salonika? Wow, isn't that like a place in Greece or something? Yep. He learned in Salonika in a yeshiva called Yeshiva Eliyahu Kobo. Eliyahu, or oh, the way you said that, like it's a Sephardi place, yeah? Yep, yep, yep. Now, over there, he enjoyed studying the methods of the way the Sephardi Eden, you know, the Sephardic Jews, the way they learned Torah, the way they studied Torah. And, of course, when the people saw how diligent he was and what a great, uh, you know, masman he was, the people over there bestowed upon him the title 
not just called rabbi because they gave him from the Sephardi way and they called him Chacham Tzvi. Wow, so that's how he got it. Yep. But you said there were two ways. Oh, well, he wrote a sefer on questions and answers, you know, like people had shyness and things like that, and he wrote his psaks in, in, in you know, his, his whatever he paskined, he wrote it in this sefer, and he called it Chacham Tzvi! Yep, that's the sefer he called it. Anyways, so um, now there was something that I should tell you about. Do you remember once learning? <laughs> yeah, I remember one time learning. Yeah, I, I, I did a second time, I think, also. Possibly I did a third. Yeah, see, I'm oh, just kidding, just kidding. Okay, of course I remember learning. I mean, I just don't remember what I learned, but I remember learning. Yeah, see? Okay, okay. Anyhow, um, well, I don't know if you remember learning in history that in the 1600s, uh, there was a person who was called Shapsai Tzvi. Oh, I have a friend in my class's name is Shopside Tzvi. Yes, but I'm sure that that Shopside Tzvi is not like the Shopside Tzvi that I'm talking about. Oh, really? Ah, uh, let's see. Does he like to put bubble gum? Are you speaking Russian? Or- no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, he likes to stick uh, peanut butter and jelly. Uh, would you stop that? Okay, okay. I'll tell him not to put it on your chair. Uh, you see? Okay, okay. Anyhow, so this Shopside Tzvi was known as the false Mashiach. And he was a big Talmud Chacham. And he knew a lot, and he made the impression that people should think that he was the Mashiach. And there were a lot of people that believed, because it was a time period when there were a lot of Tsaurus out there among the Eden, and from the Goyim and everything, and it was a very hard time to live, and everybody wanted to have freedom, and everybody wanted to see Mashiach once and for all and be brought back to Eretz Israel the way it's supposed to be. And so, therefore, it was very easy. The time period was just right for him to be able to get a whole bunch of followers. And, of course, he convinced a lot of people. And the very Choshev Rabbonim fell into the trap. Some were able to come out of the trap. And some just never did. And even after Shapsai Tzvi was killed... What do you mean killed? He didn't die of old age? No, 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 no. You see, eventually became known that Shapsai Tzvi was a phony. Because eventually the Sultan of Egypt... Uh, took him and threatened to kill him, but he agreed to convert, and he became a Muslim. And therefore, he was himself. So everybody for sure knew then that he was a false Mashiach. But still, you know how it is. Once you shoot an arrow, once you shoot a bullet, you can't pull it back, you can't take it back. It's too late. Okay. So what happened was is a lot of the damage that Shab Tzvi did was still out there. And there was a lot of people that, they, st- they still believed in all the apicursis that Shapsai Tzvi pushed. And, of course, uh, it was very strong in Salonika, and he saw this. And that changed a lot of things about Chacham Tzvi. Like what? Like what? Well, first of all, he was very big. He was a very tall man. No, 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 he wasn't actually such a tall man. He actually wasn't so tall at all. However, he was very big in his fight in leading other Gedolim and other Eden to go against the Shapsai Tzvi movement to prove that it was fake and that he was a false Mashiach. He wasn't the real Mashiach. And if people study Torah the right way and do mitzvahs and maizim toivim, perhaps we can, in our time, bring the real Mashiach. Amen. Very good. Thank you. Okay, anyways, so let me tell you what happened. This Chacham Tzvi was a very big tzaddik. 
And he was, uh, you know, when I researched it, I found out that he was a Rav in many different shtetlach, in many different cities during his lifetime. Imagine, he wasn't like a person who lived 800 years, but he was a Rav sometimes for a year or two here, sometimes three years here, and so on and so forth. And according to one source I saw, he was a Rav in at least 18 different places. And uh, another one said it might have been 30. But I don't know which is true, but I think the 18 is more correct because I was able to see some of these places when I... He went there? No, no, I didn't go there. I, I researched it. I saw the sources for some of these places that he was around. Okay, anyhow, so uh, I just want to tell you that in the year 1710, he became the chief rabbi of Amsterdam. That was like probably the second to the last place that he was around. And then there's some people that say he was a Rav in another place before that. But according to the version of the story that I'm going to tell you, he became the Rav in Amsterdam in the year 1710. Aha! Yes, aha! Okay, and this story starts off with a great-grandson from him. Oh, mazel tov! No, 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 no. It, 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 you know, you're breaking my trend of thought. That's good, then I'll tell the story. Can I have the paper? No, no, no. I want the paper. No, I don't have the paper. I got it. I got it. Okay, so the story opens up in the times of the Heiliger Tzaddik, Rav Chaim of Sons, who is known as the Tivre Chaim. He was like a great-grandson, something like that, either great-great or great-grandson from the Heiliger Tzaddik, from his mommy's side. Yes, from his mother's side. That's correct. You got that right. Okay, so what happened was is, at that time, in a lot of different places and part of Europe, the, um, you know, the anti-Semitism was pretty strong. And many times, they made bilbulim. Bilbulim? Bilbul is that like a ball game? No, 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 no. Bilbulim is like libels, you know, like blood libels and things like that. Anyways, so what happened was is, this happened to be that in Wien, which is known as Austria, <coughs> in Vienna, Vienna, Austria, what happened was is over there, there was a bilbul on a certain yard. Arrest this person. I want him to be arrested. Yes, take him away. Bring him to the courtroom. And sure enough, they had false witnesses. Yeah. I saw him, he went over and he grabbed the child right out of the schoolyard and then he uh, killed him. I said not to do it, but he didn't listen to me. And then he went over and he took the blood and he ran away and he tried to cover his face so I shouldn't see. Yeah, that's right. He tried to cover his face so I shouldn't see, but I saw his face also. Aha, so you both saw his face. Therefore, it seems to be that uh, uh, you are guilty. All right, uh, let the jury decide what to do. And of course... And of course, I'll do that part, okay. And of course, the, the jury found him uh, guilty. Uh, and so the head of the jury, um, do you have a character for the head of the jury? <laughs> You're telling the story. You find the character. Uh, uh, okay. Um, 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 you over there. Uh, B? Yeah, you. Okay. Uh, we find the defendant uh, guilty. 
und we recommend that he should be hung by the neck until he is dead. Uh, did I do that good? Uh, yeah, pretty good so far. Okay, continue. Uh, yeah, so, so the sentence was set for about like a week or so. And word got to the Heiliger Tzaddik, Rab Chaim of Sons, the Heiliger Tzaddik, the Sons of Rebbe, known as the Divre Chaim for his wonderful work that he wrote. Anyways, very big Tzaddik. So, when the person came to speak to him, in sure. I want you to know it is very terrible what is happening. It's very bad. My, my uncle is going to be hung next week. This is terrible. It's a bilble. It is making a bubble myself. Uh, this is terrible. You have to do something, Heiliger Sadik, please, please. And so, the Heiliger Sons Rebbe, he closed his eyes and he started thinking, obviously, as being misspelled. And obviously, uh, he was using his Ruach HaKodesh power. That's right. And so what happened was this. In a few moments, he opened his eyes and he said, uh, Listen to me. I want you to take this letter and bring it over there. You have over there a very rich person by the name of Yaakov Rothschild. Give him this letter and he will help. Be'ezus Hashem, your uncle, will be free. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And sure enough. And sure enough. He brought, he brought, no, you don't have to repeat the, every word I say. You don't have to repeat every word I say. Yossi. Yeah, uh, Rabbi Herbs. Um, Yossi. Uh, uh, Yossi. I can't say Yossi. I have to say Rabbi Herbs. Yossi. Uh, uh, okay. I, got, I saw that look. Okay. Anyway, so he brought the letter to this person, Rabbi Yaakov, a uh, 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 child. That's right. And Rabbi Yaakov Rothschild... He read the letter, obviously. That's correct. So, do you know what the letter says? Uh, uh yeah, because uh, I'm telling the story now. So, okay, go ahead, do it. No, no, you gotta give me the paper. I gotta see what he wrote. No, 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 no. You gotta know the story by Paul Pear. The paper's just fine, though. La, 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 kish, kiss. Uh, uh, no, he didn't ask for kish, kiss. Okay. Anyways, okay, okay. I know it by heart, anyways. You'll see. Watch. Okay. Um, dear Yaakov, Heilige Yaakov, you are a descendant from uh, Meir Anshel Rothschild. And, and he got a special bracha from my great-grandfather, who was the grandfather of... Uh, 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 he was the great-grandfather of... What's the matter? You can't read the paper? That's your handwriting. Okay. Anyways... Uh, uh, anyhow, so uh, um, what I was gonna tell you is, is like this: um, 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 the the, the guy, the guy that, that that said that's walking to the studio with a, t a cell phone, he should just just ignore it. Just ignore the ring; it'll stop eventually, and it'll leave a message over there. Okay, and that's what we have to tell him. What does that got to do with the story? I don't know, but I just saw the guy passing by by the door. Okay, can we get back to the story? Yeah, of course we could get back to the story. That's good. Okay, so you're reading the letter that you don't see. Right, I'm reading the letter that I don't see because I have it in front of me, even though I don't have it in front of me, but I have to pretend I have it in front of me. That's correct. So go ahead, read it. Okay, so he read the letter. Uh, so Rabbi Yaakov read the letter. So why don't you read it like Rabbi Yaakov would read the letter? Oh, that's a good idea. Rabbi Yaakov? Hey, let's see now. It says over here, what's that to do? Oh, yes. Uh, dear Yaakov Rothschild, that's me, yes. 
I hereby request of you, you use your influence on the King of Austria to be able to help save and free the person that was accused of a blood libel, Slohoya Bulai Nibwa, and is innocent, and you must use your influence that you have. In this course, may the bracha that was given to your great-grandfather, Mayor Ansel Rothschild, by my great-great-grandfather, which was known as the Heilige Chacham Svi from my mother's side. Therefore, if you do this, your Eshiris will continue. After all, the bracha was that you should be able to help the Klal, right? So please, the discuss of this, and continuing what your grandfather did, you shall be saved. Uh, well, that's very interesting. And so, sure enough, sure enough, he went to the king. And he spoke to the king. And the king heard every word he said. And the king was furious. Is that right? Okay, it's not a problem. All right, I want to, uh, how you say, I want to have those two witnesses question in front of me. And sure enough, when those when those two witnesses were questioned in front of the king, the king gave him a look and gave him a stern warning. If they don't tell the truth, they're going to lose their heads. But then they realized that the head was still attached. But then when the king said it will be detached, they hop what the king meant. <laughs> well, anyways, so the bottom line is they told the truth and they were hired to say this Bilbo. And, of course, the head was set free. Baruch Hashem. Okay, so that's that. But we have plenty of time left. That's not the whole story, is it? No, of course not. But you know what I was going to do, so why don't you tell the next part? I don't know what the next part is. You cook my paper. You have my paper. Uh, oh, here it is. Oh, oh, it says my name. Yassi, that's me. Is that really me or a Yassi in the story? No, that's you. Oh, I'm supposed to say this part? Yes, you're supposed to say that part. Oh, excuse me, Rabbi Erms. Um, uh, may I ask you a question? Uh, yes, Yassi. What is it? Um, could you please tell me how uh, um, it came about that the Chacham Tzvi uh, gave, gave this uh, founder of the Rothschild family, uh, I believe it's Maya Angel, <coughs> um, uh, how did he give him this bracha? Huh, it's funny you should ask, because there's a great story behind that. Uh, I thought you were going to tell a story. Yes, I'm going to tell a story. But I thought I was going to tell a story. We'll both tell a story. Okay, we'll both tell a story. Okay, uh, you go first. Why should I go first? Because I don't know the story yet. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, anyways, I'm going to tell you how it came about. That it came about that this famous tzaddik, the Chacham Svi, came to meet Meir Anshel Roshal and gave him that very special bracha. As the years were going on, it was approximately year 1710. That's uh, just a few hundred years ago. When the Heilige Tzaddik, the Chacham Svi, was appointed the chief rabbi of Amsterdam's Ashkenazic congregation. When I say Ashkenazic, that means not necessarily Nusach Sfard or Nusach Ashkenaz, just the Ashkenazic Jews, because Amsterdam also had a bunch of Eden that came from the Sfardish community. So he was the chief rabbi of Amsterdam's Ashkenazic congregation. It kind of sounded funny because he was the rabbi of the Ashkenazic congregation and he was called Chacham Tzvi. Very interesting. But that's the way it was. And that part uh, was, is definitely true. Okay. Anyways, there were a lot of people 
that he had to fight. Ah, eh, eh, like fist fighting? No, 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 not, not that way. Spiritually. <coughs> What's the matter, my babes? Uh, uh, you tell the next part. But I don't know it yet. Just look at my paper. I can't read your handwriting. Well, it's a lot neater than yours. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, I gotta admit that. Okay, anyways, so um, let's see what's going on. Okay, yep, I got it. Okay. No, 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 don't read it like that. You read it to yourself and then tell it over to the people. Okay. Anyways, what happened was is there were a lot of people, even after Shopsite Svi uh, was murdered in, in Egypt uh, by the Sultan, whatever. Um, anyways, nonetheless, what ended up happening was the influence of him, meaning of Shopsite Svi, was still running around. Oh, that's pretty good. Go ahead, continue. All right, anyway, so um, it was going around, and Shopsite Svi, uh, his influence uh, was influencing even uh, Big Rabbanim and Big Talmud Chachomim, and they actually believed some of the stuff that Shopsite Svi wrote or, or had other people write for him and so on and so forth, and, and things like that happened. So um, um, one day it happened... Uh, 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 um, what is this part over here? Oh, that's optional. If you want to read it, you can read it. Oh, I see. It says that because he was a very big, well-known Talmud Chacham, when they hired him to be the rabbi of Amsterdam, to be the chief rabbi, they gave him a very big salary of 2,500 Dutch guildlers, whatever they call it, per year. That was pretty much because a few, uh, you know, whatever it was, uh, maybe 50 years later, they, they gave like 350-something, right? Uh, that's correct. And that's besides the fact that they gave him Adira. Adira. Adira who? Adira who? No, 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 not that kind of Adira. I'm talking about Adira, a, a, a place to live. Oh, right, right. So he had a place. To, wow, he had it pretty good. Yes, but he gave a lot of tzedakah too. And he admits his mission to him, and he was always fighting these people. One day, there was one of these shop sites, Phoenix, who, I'm not going to say the particular person, but Chiyun was one of these shop sites, Phoenix, uh, and he got a hold of uh, this particular Yid, who was a Rav of that was influenced by the shop sites, Phoenix, and he was like, already by now, a shtickle apicursus, but he wanted to get more people to follow to believe in the ways of Shabzai Tzvi. So as you can see from the story I'm telling so far, which I'm telling so far, is that when you shoot an arrow or a bullet, you can't pull it back, and it takes a long time to undo the damage that was done. That's correct. You got that right. So anyways, uh, so you're telling? I I'm telling this part. Okay, so go ahead. All right, so now what happened next was as follows, you see. Um, Arab Chiyun, if I got his name, but I, I don't know if we should call him Rabbi because he was like an apicarius. So anyway, so Chiyun had this person and he spoke with him and he said the following. Listen to me and listen to me very, very carefully. Listen what I tell you and if you do this, <laughs> everything will be fine. If you notice over here, we have a bunch of writings that you wrote, right? Yes, uh, yes, indeed. We have a bunch of writings that I wrote, and uh, yes. So listen to me. I want you to be very careful. I want you to get the haskoma of the famous tzaddik, the Chacham Svi. What? <laughs> you must be joking. This is Apicursus what we have over here. You want that I should be able to get Rab Svi Hirsch, Ben Yaakov Ashkenazi, 
the holy Chacham Tzvi to be, uh, uh, to, to like put his haskoma, I mean, to be, you know, mask him to my safer. I mean, he'll look through and he'll see all the sappy curses and then he's going to throw it out and throw me out of my head too. <laughs> Very interesting thought. The object is not to put page numbers yet on the pages. Keep them in order. However, take out the pages that have the apicursus and show him just these pages. Uh, let me see now. Let, let's just see. This page over here is very good. Oh, this is a nice devateria. This is kosher. There's nothing wrong with this. And this. Oh, yes. This is also pretty good. Yeah, there's nothing apicursus about this. And this. Oh, nothing apicursus about this. And this. Okay. There's nothing about... And this. And this. And that. Okay. I got the message. Okay. So I should show him this. And I should act like an Aaron person because why don't you go to him? Because he knows me already. We had our run-ins here and there. <laughs> Through the years we've had our run-ins. If I come or there's any sign that I've been there, he for sure won't even look at it. But you, he doesn't know. Make sure you put on a good act. All right, I'll try to put on a good act. All right, let me get out there. And so, sure enough, and sure enough, he got on his horse and he galloped as fast as he could. <laughs> And he, and he came to the, to the city of Amsterdam, which is in the Dutch uh, you know, territory, and he got there and he made a shortstop. Uh, what made you think he made a shortstop? Because it sounds funny, so I put it in. Okay, anyways, so um, he made a shortstop, and then he went straight over to, uh, after asking people direction, of course, he went straight over to the great tzaddik, the Chacham Tzafi. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess so. I mean, if you say so. And that's what it says in your paper. Okay, that's what it says in my paper. Then that's what happened. All right. Um, uh, go ahead. All righty, just a minute now. Who is there? Uh, it's me, uh, um, uh, Rev Zundel. Rev Zundel? I don't know Rev Zundel. Uh, may I please come in? I'm a rob of a small shtetl. And I wrote a safe, and I would like the Heilige Tzadik, Chacham Tzvi, to uh, perhaps look it over and write his askoma to the safer. Ah, to spread Torah. It's gewaldic. On second, have to make sure he's not a shopside sphenic. Hmm, I know. I'll look through every page, I'll glance through, and uh, with the help from the Bainish I'll be able to see if any of these pages are apicursus. Okay, I'm coming to the door. One second. Okay, come inside. Would you like something to eat, a drink, or whatever? No, no, I'm, I'm going good, Baruch Hashem. Anyways, I'm writing a sefer that has a lot of different Torah. You know, as a Rav, I speak, and, and I give droshes and everything. And I decided to put these things into a sefer, and this way other people can read it. Ah, Gevaldek. Ah, nowadays we need to push Torah. Chas v'shalom, we don't need to have all these other shtusim and these crazy things that people are continuing from Shabshay Tzvi. Okay, no, no. So, what's has the daughter? Uh, show it to me. Uh, what's the daughter? Uh, 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 show me, show me, show me. Uh, yeah, sure, 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 no problem. Here you go. Uh, would the Rob like to see it? All right, let me see. Let me give a quick glance to this one. Ah, a nice chiddush over here. I like this. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Okay, let me see another page. In a minute, minute, minute. Okay, I'll have Yes, he doesn't know which page I'm going to take a look. I'll look a little bit at this one, a little bit at this one. Hmm. Every page so far I looked at is a good vatera. There doesn't seem to be anything apicursus here. Let me check a look. Let me take a look a second time. Let me take a look a third time. Let me take a look a fourth time. 
A fifth time. How many times is he going to do that? As many times as you want him to do it. Oh, I, I think he looked through enough times. Okay, so you're telling. So. And finally, after looking through enough, uh, finally the Chacham Tzvi said, Well, I see it's Gewaldic, and if this is what's in your safer, all of this is going to be in it? Uh, yes, of course. This is what's going to be in my safer. Uh, what do you think? I'm going to put Chas V'Sholem on precursors? Chas <laughs> V'Sholem, no, no, no. I'm not a Shapsi uh, Tzvinik. No, Chas V'Sholem. All my devotees are very good, aren't they? Uh, yes, yes, they are. It's very nice. Okay, okay, let me give my letter of recommendation. Where I learn some this forum, we'll be gebenched. Okay, very good. Okay, and I will sign. There you go. Here's my askoma. Sei gesund and sei gebenched. Thank you very much. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, not me. I was just clearing my throat. <laughs> what? Uh, you have a funny way of clearing your throat. Uh, well, it's just tickling me. Okay, Zagazun. And as soon as he came out, boy, oh boy, do you know what happened, Robert Arms? Um, you're supposed to know. You're telling the story, not me. Oh, uh, so why are you looking at the paper? Uh, I want to make sure you're telling it right. Oh, okay. Anyway, so as he walked out, and the further he walked down the block when he was sure he was out of sight from the great Sadiq, the Chachamsvi, he said, Yes! Yossi, he didn't use your voice. You're right, he said, yes, Kevaldik, fantastic. That was, that was tremendous, unbelievable, unbelievable. I can't believe it, what happened? <laughs> he, he fell for it. It's great, it's great. Now, let me go back uh, and get the rest of the papers. And so he went home, and he went to his house in Hishtetl, and he got the rest of the papers, and he put in all the parts with the apicursus. He put it in, and... There was somebody who was following him. What's this going on here? I don't like this. A person comes out of the Heilige Tzadik's house. The Heilige Reuse Tzadik, the Chacham Tzvi, and a Sprinzer, and he's jumping up and down, and he's laughing, and lacht the Reuse. What does he think is going on here? What's he laughing about? Hmm. Ah, let me come a little bit closer, huh? What's he saying? I, I, I'm trying to make out these words. I, 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 I'll, I'll walk a little bit closer. I hope he doesn't see me. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I fooled him. I fooled him. Just like Hyun said. It worked. It worked. Wow. He fell for it. And I got his askama. Huh? Askama? What's going on here? I don't like this. I better follow him some more. And sure enough, he followed him all the way. To his village. That's right. He found to his dareful, his, his shtetl, you know, his little village, right. Uh, and then... And then he went to the window and he said, Although it's not proper to listen in, but I smell something fishy going on over here, so I better listen in. <laughs> this was fantastic. It went easier than I thought. Now let me just gather all of these papers together. And here are the pages that have the apicursus. And let me mix it in. And let me put the proper page numbers on them. <laughs> oh, now the teaching of Shabshai Svi will be well known. And everybody will believe that the famous, the greatest tzaddik of our generation, the Chacham Svi, gives his askama to say, if you like this, it must be good. <laughs> uh-uh, this is terrible. I better run to tell the... Oh, wait a second. I better find out where he's going to take the safer to print. Ah, where's he going to go? Well, I live in a small shtetl, 
The printers here can't print such a big book like this. So I'm going to go back to Amsterdam. And I'm going to go to one particular printer that loves to follow the teachings of Shopsite Svi. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're going back to Amsterdam. Okay, let me go follow him. And sure enough, he went and he followed him back to Amsterdam. And he followed him up to the printing shop. And he watched him go into the printing shop. All right. Uh, listen, uh, 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 Beryl, I have all these uh, manuscripts over here, and I'm coming to you particularly because you are, you understand, you are a shopsite Sweetnik, right? Yeah, that's right. I am. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, you have a nice safe for here. Okay, let me see the safe for her. Give it to me. Let me take a look at it. Mm. Oh, such great applications. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, this is a fantastic piece. And so this is what shop size is. Sure, I'll print it. No problem. I'll do a rush job. I'll start printing it right now. I'm going to make all the letters and I'll, I'll set up the type and everything. We'll start tonight. I'll start the press running. Or maybe, you know, tomorrow. I mean... Uh, you have to do it as soon as possible before this famous tzaddik, the Chacham Svi, finds out about this. Then it'll be too late. Uh, yeah, that's right. After I print, it'll be too late. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, 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 sure. It'll be too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, 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 I have another page of number. Okay, fine, no problem. And so the printer, he set out, he set out right away to, to set up the type and everything like this. And he was working all day and all night. And eventually this person who was following him, this Heiligeyid, who was a, 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 a good yid, uh, not a Shavsi Tzvinik. He was a Chacham Tzvinik. And so he went over and he quickly ran to the Rav's house. Open the door, open the door. Uh, uh, that's your voice. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Yoho, yid. Uh, yeah, okay, one second. Open the door, please. Heilige Tzadik, Chacham Tzvi, Yuhu, Rabbi Ashkenazi, Yuhu, Rabbi Tzvi Hirsch, Yuhu, Yuhu. It's important. It's me, Zelig. Oh, Zelig. Sure, one second. Yes, what is it? Heilige Tzadik, Chacham Tzvi. I gotta close the door. Anyways, let me tell you. And sure enough, he told over the whole entire story. Uh, I see. So you're saying you followed him back to his shtetl. Then from his shtetl, you followed him back to the printer. Which printer did he go to? The one that's the shopsite Zwinnik? Yeah, that's right. He went to the shopsite Zwinnik printer. Yeah, the one that you said nobody should use as a printer. So he went there, and he was happy to do it. And he says he could do it right away. Of course he could do it right away. He has no other business right now except for a small few people here and there. They want to print up pikusis or maybe some goyim that come here and there to print something. Hmm. Okay. I think I know what I got to do. Uh, Rabbi Herbs, um, you didn't write anymore. I know. I didn't have time to write the rest of the story. So we're stopping right here? No. You're going to tell the rest of the story? But I don't know the rest of the story. You don't have it on the paper. <laughs> so you can't tell the story without me. And you can't tell it without Hashem. Uh, that's right. We both need Hashem. So, uh, what do you think we're going to do? Uh, you're going to tell this part? Yes, but I'm sure you're smart enough to pick up on the story. I hope so. Anyway, so what happened next? Well, Rab Shapsai Tzvi, not Rab Shapsai Tzvi, excuse me, the Chacham Tzvi, okay? The Chacham Tzvi, the good guy. Rab Chacham Tzvi, he started thinking, Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is terrible. 
Hmm, if he already started printing, it's not very good. If he works through the night, he could possibly finish this, maybe a day or two. And even if he prints some of them, and even if 20, 30 at a time is printed, and it gets distributed, and my ascom is in there, it's not very good. Be very damaging spiritually to Klal Yisrael. This is mamish like Sakonis Nefushis. Ay, 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 ay. have to do something. Ah, first thing I do is I'm going to send my family away to some relatives until it will be safe. What is the matter? Why are you sending us away? It is very important. Baruch Hashem, some of our other children are married. So, you go to your relatives and then I will write to you when it's safe again. Okay, I trust you. Yeah. Okay, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Okay, now I know what I got to do. I got to pack a few things and have it ready with me and put it over here. Okay, tonight I will wait until it's midnight. And sure enough, he waited till it's midnight. You see, you were able to figure out what comes next. Ah, that was an easy one. Why, why, why are you looking at me? New tell what's next. Oh, oh, right. At midnight, uh, the Heiligerov, he carried something in his hand. What was it? Uh, you figure it out. Uh, he carried pickle juice. No, he carried stuff to be able to use to make a fire. <gasps> so I guess it wasn't pickle juice. Nope, not at all. So he took this stuff. It was kerosene. <laughs> and he took it with him. And he brought it to the printing shop. But the printing shop was closed, right, after midnight? That's correct. He waited to make sure that the printer wasn't there, even though he was going to destroy... He was what? He was going to destroy the printing press and the whole building so that not one page should survive, especially his ascoma. So he's going to burn down the building. What? The Heiligatzadik was going to make a, a fire? Sure. He'll explain why. Uh, Heiligatzadik? Ah, you see, I have no choice. I look through many swarm, and I see that if I don't do something now, and I'm not going to be moist and nefesh, and it'll be terrible, chas v'sholem, so many Yiddish and Hashomas will be destroyed if they read this safe and they see that I gave Haskoma to it. He tricked me. He didn't show me every page. Ah, so that's why there were no numbers on the pages. I should have hopped. But you know what? Hashem must be testing me. I see I have no other Eitzah. So, the person is not there. No one will get hurt. All in will be wood and stones and paper. Okay, let me put this kerosene over here. It let me break this little window here. Wow, didn't the alarm go off? Uh, yeah, see, you know in the olden days they didn't have alarms. All right, there was no alarms. Okay, so he broke the window, and then, obviously, uh, what did he do next? He took a bottle, and he put kerosene in it, and he put a schmat in it. Why? Because he made, like, um, nowadays they would call it a firebomb. And he threw it through the hole, and the next thing you know, the whole building started to become engulfed in flame. How did it get to burn so fast? Well, <laughs> it's a printing place. A lot of paper. Paper catches fire. So the whole place was on fire. And people started to smell the smoke. But the Heiliger Tzaddik, 
He waited to make sure that the whole building was engulfed and that one paper could be saved and that it was too hot for anybody to go in, right? Then no one was able to go in. That's right. So he waited to make sure that no one could go inside. And then he knew what he had to do. While everybody would be busy trying to run and put out the fire. And of course, in those days, they didn't have fire trucks. There was no, whoa, 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 whoa. There was none of that. They had the bucket brigades, and they put out the fires, and by the time they put it out, uh, there was no water in the bucket, and whatever it was, and then, then the building burned down. That's correct. So while everybody was trying to bur- to uh, put out the fire, and so the Heidegger Sonic, he ran away somewhere, right? That's correct. And so sure enough, they tried to put out the fire. And the only thing that was really super upset, besides the printer, saying, you gosh, gotta be my old printing house. It burned down. How did it happen? And of course, we know why. Uh, should I tell him? No, 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 no. This guy, this, this, you know, this, uh, the rub from that shtetl, he, he's gonna be smart enough to figure it out. Oh boy. This is terrible. This is terrible. I can't believe it. This Heiliger Tzaddik must be so special. He caused somehow that this building should be aflame. Well, you know what? If I cannot print that safer, let me have him arrested for him causing this fire. But of course they couldn't find him because he ran away. La 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 kiss kiss. How did he dress up? Oh, you're asking me? Uh, uh, let me guess. Uh, he put on the disguise, right? He put on a mustache and one of those fake beards. No, 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 no. He had a real mustache and a real beard. So what did he do? Well, he dressed like a poshita yid, a simple yid. He dressed like a simple yid, and he started wandering further away from Amsterdam, from shtetl to shtetl. And finally, he came to a certain kretschma that was not inside a shtetl, but it was like outside near a road. And, you know, people who went along the road, they would pass by this kretschma. And there was a person named Mayor Anshel Rothschild who ran this kretschma. And he was a very special person. If a person could afford to pay, then he charged him. But if the person couldn't afford to pay, then, of course, he didn't charge him. And so the Heilige Tzaddik, the Chacham Svi, came inside. Shalom Aleichem. Maybe uh, I... I uh... Ah, Shalom Aleichem. Come inside, please. Come inside. Uh, 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 Mr. Rothschild, we have a customer. Oh, yes. Shalom Aleichem. And you are? Uh, just a yid passing through. You can call me Rabid. Oh, okay. And does the yid have a name? Uh, I'll give him my second name. Not too many people know my second name. Yes, my name is Hirsch. Ah, Hirsch, very nice name. Okay, I see from your clothing that you're wearing, you obviously can't afford to stay here, but not a problem. You need a place to stay, you can stay here, as long as it's necessary. Need some food? I'll give you food. Givaldic, I'm going to stay here as long as possible. I think it's safe over here because this is not a shtetl. No one's going to know I'm here. I'll stay in the room and I'll learn all day long. That's what I'm going to do. And then, when he's going to discover that I know a shtetl how to learn... I'm going to be very careful what I do. I'm going to make it rough for the people that take care of me. Until Hashem Yisbog is going to answer and give special something that I feel is going to happen. And sure enough. And sure enough, what happens is, 
Um, he started learning, and he was learning real loud. Like he said, I'm a rabbiya. When you do that, you have to talk like he does. Oh, yeah. So he said, I'm a rabbiya. That's much better. And so he was learning, and the innkeeper, this uh, uh, balachsanya, that this mayor, Rothschild, he, 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 he mamished like it was unbelievable. Uh, he realized he was a tamachachim, so he brought a mos for him, and he took care of him. He said, you can stay as long as you want, and everything else. Right? Am I doing so far good? Excellent. And then his kids one day complained to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the mayor, Anshul. And so... This is what happens. I mean, he's not our only customer here. I mean, he doesn't pay a thing. And if we come late with the supper or lunch, he gets very upset. And if we don't clean his room quick enough, he gets upset. <coughs> well, I see. Well, you know, he has a tight schedule. He seems to love to learn all day long. And if you don't bring him his food on time, then, you know, he can't uh, be on his schedule of learning. Uh, but, uh... You know, he must be... A very interesting big tamachacham. We should treat him with a lot of respect. Okay, Tom. And then it finally happened. What happened? What happened? Well, you didn't tell it, so I'm telling it. Uh, okay, I know what happened. So one day, uh, the children were so busy with the other customers that uh, May Angel himself had to take care uh, of this Haley Gatsadik and the feet. And when he tried to take care of him, uh-oh, it was bad news. And the Chacham in his sharp tongue, he said, You know, I don't understand. Today was a very bad day. First, the breakfast was brought late. Second, they didn't come to change the linen on my bed in a long time. Third, they didn't sweep up well. Fourth, they didn't put fuel inside the lantern so I could learn better. Why, this is terrible, terrible. What kind of service is this? And finally it happened. I, I know what happened. So finally, uh, May Angela himself couldn't take it anymore. And he finally spoke up, and he screamed. No, no, no. Mayor Anshul was a big Balchesed. His patience was reaching a peak, but he still spoke like a mensch. And so... And so this is what he said. Um, excuse me. That's not the way he talked. I know that. You're supposed to do it. Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, I got it, I got it. Um, yes, can I help you? Uh, yes. You know... I'm listening to everything you're saying, and I'm staring at you, and I can't believe that this is what it is. You know, we try so hard to accommodate you, and we're trying our best, because I see a big Talmachachem. But Midas is also very important, and I'm very sorry, but I, I think it's time for you to find another place to stay. Givaldik! Yeshua's Hashem Kerefayin! Ha! It's perfect. I'm going to be leaving today anyways. Uh, how, how do you know? Because you just gave me the sign. Am I asking you to leave as a sign? Yes, you'll see. And all of a sudden, two big people came in. Excuse me, pardon me, I'm shooting me, excuse me. Uh, does anybody know how far it is to get to Amsterdam? Uh, excuse me, why do you have to go to Amsterdam? Amsterdam is pretty far away from here. Uh, well, you see, our Rav... Um, 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 Rab Simcha, you know, Rav, you know, the Rab Simcha, you know, you know, the Rav from Lemberg, you know, um, um, like, um, Rappaport, you know, uh, you know, Rab Simcha, Koyan, Rappaport, he was Nifta. I'm sorry to hear that. And so what do you have to go to, uh, Amsterdam? Oh, well, well, we have here a Ksavra bonus, and, and people said we should go and try to get, uh, 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 the Chacham Tzvi. 
to become the next Rav of Lemberg. Really? That's very interesting. Uh, you don't have to go to Amsterdam. He's right here in this Kretschme, in this inn. He is? I would have known. Wait, wait a minute. I, uh, uh, oh boy. Yes, yes. I am the Chacham Svi. You don't have to look any further. Uh, you are the sign that I was looking for. You see, I purposely uh, was very stuck to make sure I keep my schedule, to make sure that all my learning is steady and everything like this. And I was testing you to see how great you are in your patience to take care of a, even a, a tough guest. And you pretty much passed the test, except for today. But that's the day I was waiting for, because the day you can't continue with the test, that's the day I knew I was going to be leaving to become a Rav somewhere else. So I'm going to go with these people. But before I go, I want to give you a brocha. And I want you to know, the brocha is going to be a great brocha. But this brocha would have been greater if you would have been able to hold your patience a little bit longer. Anyways, this is what the brocha is. You hear? This is the brocha. You and your family are going to be rich throughout the generations. And you're always going to have connections with the kings and the rulers. And you'll always, always be able to help Klal Yisrael. And so that was the bracha that he gave. Unbelievable bracha. And sure enough, we know the famous story of the Rothschilds, all the way up to the story that we just told you with Rabbi Yaakov Rothschild. Uh, obviously, the bracha really came true. Wow. So, uh, Rabbi Erbs, was it a great story? Uh, yeah, sure, you told a great story. Um, do we have any time for phone calls? Uh, maybe one or two here and there. Okay, I had no idea how long the story is. It's a brand new story that Mendel sent me. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? My name is Bobby and I'm a boy got it. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name? And what um, you- that you should, you should never like send someone out of your house and that you should um I'm going to close again you should always um 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 let a lot of people like come into your house like for death very nice that's definitely in the story too okay thank you very much okay uh, hello you're on the air you might be the um, last caller so let's uh, yeah okay. uh, yes yes whatever you're listening to in the background please lower it because i'm hearing double double talk okay hello okay i'll go to the next caller okay hello you're on the air what is your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story hello yes you're on the air what what's your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story my name is Jacob Yosef Wormerson, and I learned that you should never lie, and you should always be patient with people, and always believe in a Muslim, and, and never believe in Afikosis. Excellent. Beautiful. And I thank Yossi for telling part of the story. Thank you. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. Do we have any more time? Oh, one last caller. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Who is this? Uh, who is this? Uh, Ellie? Ellie? Oh, uh, come on, speak a little louder. I think I recognize your voice. It's Ellie Cohn? Ellie Cohn. Oh, Ellie Cohn. Oh, I have to say it like this Friday. Okay. Ellie Cohn. Okay, so uh, I don't have to ask you your name because I recognize it by now. Okay, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? That when that when a, a, a Rav gives you something to do, when when you when you take a when you take someone that that you think he's a that 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 you think he he's a He's a great rabbi. You you should should you should first check him out. Very nice. That's correct. Yes. And like in bank day, I got like two hundred fifty points, and like in pile day, I got like five hundred and 
points from your Rebbe, you mean? No, 615 po- points for, point the, for the auction. Very nice. Great. I hope we have a wonderful auction there. Okay, thank you. I think that's all the time we have. So everybody have a wonderful weekend and enjoy your Shabbos. Thank you very much.